following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Two Kids in a Career is brought to you by Blondin Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com. I think the best thing to tell pregnant people is to prepare for what you want and be educated about other things. What we take in, especially from people that we consider to be authority figures, so that would be doctors, nurses, midwives, but also our friends, those things resonate more with us. We are more open to them, i.e. more suggestible, and those things go into the vault. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Let me welcome Carrie Tishoff to the podcast. Carrie is the founder and director of Hypno Babies. And we're going to spend our time together talking about ways that pregnancy and childbirth and postpartum can be easier. And I first want to welcome my guest, Carrie. How are you today? I'm fine, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. I just love to talk about helping uh, pregnancy be better for anyone. And uh, of course, childbirth and postpartum, super, super important. Well, and it is one of those things when you talk to other mamas, everybody has a story and everybody's story is different. Some women love pregnancy. Some women hate it. Some enjoyed their childbirth. Some did not. And there are some that did not struggle. I'm talking about people I know with postpartum. And there are some that have. And it's just one of those things like you have all these different categories right here that you can reach to and everyone is different but let's start with why you got into this why you decided to go this route uh, is it a personal story just something that you know you came across talk to me about it okay uh well in the very beginning so that's over 30 years ago i there was i had a friend who was having her first baby and i was completely fascinated with the fact that she had no drugs when she gave birth she did what's oh. called the bradley method which is um natural childbirth it's actually quite a wonderful program to teach about natural childbirth and uh she said it hurt like holy warts but <laughs> She did it, and I didn't even know that people did that, but it was fascinating, and then the birth bug bit me. I went to the Bradley Method, and I asked if I could become a childbirth educator with them, and normally that's not allowed unless you've had a Bradley birth, but, you know, I was convincing. So, <laughs> um, 
So then I became a Bradley natural childbirth instructor. And several years after that, I got pregnant. I, I was freshly married and I got pregnant myself and thought that I had known everything. I thought I knew what childbirth was all about. I knew all the tricks as an instructor and also had been a doula to many of my students of the Bradley method. And so I thought I knew everything. And then of course I went into labor and uh, <laughs> holy cow, it was amazingly painful. My baby mm -hmm. was posterior, which means she was turned around facing the wrong way and, um, or rather a more difficult way to get out so that her little head was pressing on all the nerves down my spine as she came down and through. And wow, I just did shock the life out of me that I did not have what I needed. I didn't have much then other than relaxation to try to get through that. And I was screaming my head off. So I was at a birth center for 26 hours. And then I went to the hospital, which was across the street. They wheeled me over there and I had an epidural and I was never so happy in the world <laughs> to see anyone as I was that <laughs> anesthesiologist. And he was very kind, gave me an epidural. And um, I had my baby about six, seven hours later and she was pushed and pulled out of me because I couldn't push because I had an epidural. But the whole thing taught me a lot about really respecting other women's choices and why anyone would want an epidural because up until then, I had really thought that natural childbirth was for everyone and it is not. So, um, so then I really had postpartum depression for years after that because I thought I failed myself, um, failed my baby. You know, I really had to look inside and see what my birthing choices were and wonder if I could make things better. And so with the next birthing, I chose a different birth center, a different midwife. I did not have a bunch of people around me when I gave birth. Um, and the birthing time was only seven hours from start to finish. But he again, this baby was posterior and pressing on my spine and I was screaming. <laughs> And my sister was there with me. She was the only one along with my husband. And so during one particularly gnarly contraction, uh, she was holding my hands in front of me. My husband was pressing on my back and I was screaming like a banshee. And when it was over and I was just distraught with pain and crying, I looked up into her tear stained face mm. and she said, it should never have to be this hard. And it's like a light bulb went on over my head that that was absolutely true, that anyone who wanted natural childbirth and maybe there was, you know, some circumstances like a posterior baby and all that back labor that comes with it, that we really needed more. We needed something more for them. And, um, I pretty much knew I was never going to have another baby, but I, and I didn't, but I, I was super dedicated after that to finding a way that other people could have a better time of it during pregnancy and childbirth. So I 
saw this TV show on Dateline with a doctor who was teaching his students hypnosis for childbirth. And it Mm. fascinated me because they had pretty decent births and they were not screaming and they got through it really well and it helped them a lot. So I went looking for that and uh, I found a program that was a regular hypnobirthing program. And I got trained in that to become an instructor. And uh, it turned out it was not what I was looking for because I was looking for the kind of hypnosis that you can use. And I'm, I'm sure most people don't realize this is a thing, but um, the kind of hypnosis that you can use if you are allergic to medical anesthetics and you still need to have dental or medical surgery. And so they go to a hypnotist ahead of time and they practice really well and use their cues during their surgery. And they literally have no anesthetics during that surgery. Now, it's pretty rare um, that people would be so allergic to the anesthetics that they couldn't use it and have to use a hypnotist, but it does work. And that's what I was looking for. So I went and trained at a place called Omni Hypnosis with Gerald Kine, who is a master hypnotherapist, and he had a program that was called Painless Childbirth. And he had sat down with women and asked them what would they want if they could have an easier birthing. And they told him and he put it into that program. And I was just enamored. And when I completed the certification for it, I asked him if I could take those techniques, which were meant for uh, hypnotherapists one-on-one in their office with a pregnant person and put them in a childbirth education program because I knew the childbirth education part was very important. And he said, fabulous. I can't wait to see what you come up with. And that was 21 years ago. And it's worked out really beautifully. Hmm. (laughs) And along the way of creating hypno babies, um, I really paid attention to our hypno moms, our hypno students, as to what worked and didn't work. We also have doulas who are trained to birth assist uh, hypno baby students and they're called hypno doulas and they had a lot to contribute. And then of course, other birth professionals wanted to jump on the bandwagon and teach a hypno babies class, which is a six week class in person with an instructor. So I began teaching instructors and then over the years they had a lot to contribute. So. Hypno Babies has been updated and updated, and uh, we put a lot of evidence-based information into it so that people could really learn what their birthing choices are as well, which is very, very important. And that's how Hypno Babies came to be what it is today, and uh, so incredibly popular. So thank you for asking. I want to hit pause on this week's conversation to highlight one of the sponsors of the podcast, Blondin Real Estate. There's always going to be a need for a real estate agency. I mean, there's always going to be homes and condos and land and all kinds of things for sale. But the thing is, you want to work with the best. And the reason why Blondin Real Estate is the best, okay, well, I could go on and on, but I'm going to give you one reason. So before the pandemic hit, Blondin Real Estate was already on top of technology. They were already offering virtual appointments. They were already offering virtual videos so that you could see listings straight from your home because they knew how busy people were. And then the pandemic hit and 
they didn't have to do all the shifting and rearranging and retraining. They were ready. So they continue to put that in place and they're always one step ahead. I encourage you to check out Blondin Real Estate online, blondinrealestate.com. It's B-L-O-N-D-I-N, blondinrealestate.com for all of your buying and selling needs. All right, back to this week's conversation. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for sharing. The first thing that I want to say is what you said about the very beginning when you were just fascinated by this woman giving natural childbirth. I mean, I know for me, I am fascinated by any woman who decides to go that route and actually can do it. Um, I think that it is so amazing. I also liked how you backed up what you said as far as you were all about that and then you realize that that's not for everyone and that everyone has sometimes circumstances like you that come up and you have to throw your birth plan out the window and that's okay. That is okay. I I remember talking to someone recently. um, I said, I don't ever like to just give advice when it's not solicited. And when you're pregnant, you get all the advice, all the advice that you're just like, shut up, turn away. I don't want to talk to you. But if I did, I think there was one piece of advice that was given to me and it was, okay, pack for the hospital as if you're going to have a C-section just to be safe. And I didn't. And I'm one of those people that I read all the books, I do all the research, and sometimes that bites me in the butt and sometimes it doesn't. But in preparation for my first child, I did not read the section on C-sections and I got into a situation where it was an emergency C-section that needed to be to happen. And um, I trusted my doctor. I trust her immensely still, but I was not prepared And no one in my household or in my immediate family or even in my my best friend circle, nobody had had a C-section. So nobody could relate or understand or talk to me even with recovery about it. So I do believe that you need to, if you're going to give advice, I would tell someone, prepare for a C-section, but also prepare that your birth plan may not go accordingly. And that's okay. I think it's important and interesting that we all discuss more about what could happen. And, you know, in our program, we do talk about choices. For instance, we talk about the risks, the benefits, and the alternatives of all the normal um, management and procedures that happen in a hospital birth, even in birth center or home birth, so that they'll know everything and they can make the choices themselves. And the main point is that all choices belong to you, the pregnant person. So that is number one, because most people do not realize that they are 100% in charge. Just like if you were going in to have any sort of treatment, procedure, surgery, anything, all the choices are still yours. 
you still get to say, this is how I'm going to do it. These are the choices I'm making. And the birth professionals are the ones that come in and say, well, this is what's happening. And they are required to, although they do not always tell you the risks and the benefits and the alternatives of different treatments. So in childbirth, that can be a huge thing when people don't realize that they are 100% in charge of all choices for their pregnancy, their birthing, and also postpartum and their baby's care. And so we teach a lot of that. Regarding what you said, preparedness comes in different forms. So because of what I have learned about the mind and what we manifest in our bodies, what our subconscious minds will manifest for us, by virtue of what we are expecting to happen, I think the best thing to tell pregnant people is to prepare for what you want and be educated about other things. Mm, so like that. because, and this, this really fascinated me when I first learned it, but what we take in especially from people that we consider to be authority figures. So that would be doctors, nurses, midwives, but also our friends, clergy members, maybe our pastor, online buddies. Um, those things resonate more with us. We are more open to them, i.e. more suggestible. And those things go into the vault more easily, more readily, and they affect us more. So when I say the vault, what I mean is we have, we have a cache of things that have happened to us for all our lives. It's like a, uh, like a vault, but it's all of our experiences, the things we've seen, heard, done, um, experienced in any way. And they stay there right from early childhood and we reflect upon them our inner minds reflect upon them over and over again and they color our decisions so when we hear from somebody who is our authority figure whoever that might be and it resonates even more deeply inside then we begin to believe it and our inner mind literally wants to produce that thing for us because we're constantly thinking about it so if somebody was to say, well, I had, and this is just an example, well, I had a cesarean, so you definitely don't want that. And then the pregnant person starts thinking, well, I don't want a cesarean. I don't want a cesarean. I don't want a cesarean. The inner mind literally jumps over the word don't because it doesn't like to hear negative messages and doesn't process them nearly as well as positive ones. Um, and it hears, I want a cesarean, I want a cesarean, I want a cesarean, and it will start manifesting things in the body, the mind, the emotions, the fears, the plans that you make to create that cesarean for you. So it is important for pregnant people, in my estimation, based on what I've learned and seen from our students, um, all of my students over the last 31 years, uh, for them to be thinking of and creating mentally, emotionally, and physically the kind of birthing that they really want. Now, 
that does not mean that they can't research and find out about all the other possibilities. That's why we teach the risks, benefits, and alternatives to normal procedures. What could happen? And we teach about cesarean sections. What does that look like? They can learn about all of those things, but planning for them, if you plan for them, then your inner mind really wants to plan for it as well and and try to manifest that for you. So the best thing that you can do is plan for what you want. And, and here's a, just a very small example in, in real life. So if your goal was to buy, say, a Cadillac, you would not want to go out and research online and in person at dealerships what everything that you needed to know to buy a Volkswagen Beetle, because that would not get you to your goal. You would need to research everything that you could about that Cadillac and do everything you could to plan for and save for getting that Cadillac. So the inner mind is like that. It wants to create what you are planning for. And so we always suggest to our students that they, and this is why we, we have affirmations and hypno babies. Now, some people say affirmations like, you know, I enjoy my pregnancy. I'm planning for a beautiful birthing. Oh my gosh, that's cheesy. I would never do that. Oh my gosh, you probably would. <laughs> if you knew the power of constantly from the outside in, keeping yourself in a positive frame of mind about your pregnancy and your birthing plans and how that's going to go and postpartum and having a new baby. If you knew how effective that can be, that is literally making your plans from the outside in while from the inside out, your subconscious is doing whatever it is that you are focusing on. Whatever you're concentrating on, whatever you're focusing on, it's making those plans and manifesting those things in your body, your mind, your emotions, everything. So it's super important to work from the outside in and the inside out for planning your birth. I'd like to hit pause on this week's conversation to talk to you about Evoke Creative. So the ladies behind Evoke Creative, they are the ladies that helped build my website. They are the ladies that helped me put together a strategy plan for two kids and a career. And that was in 2019. So I don't know if you remember how this all worked, but basically uh, my radio career ended. I wasn't really sure what was happening. And these ladies came in and said, we're here to help you. We're here to get two kids in a career in front of everyone. And you're going to do it. We're going to help you. And so that was in 2019. And our relationship continues to this day. We just had a conversation not that long ago about the next life and the next chapter of two kids in a career and of my business, Jill Divine Media. That's what's so great about these ladies. They're not just a one and done. I mean, they can if you want them to be like they do a logo for you and then that's it. But I think that you'll find that working with the ladies that evoke creative, it's just it's life changing. It really is. They care about you. They want you to succeed. You can learn more at evokecco.com. All right, back to this week's conversation. I 100% agree with you. And I 
<laughs> I know you've probably heard it all, but I would also say that, yes, there are people that will say that this is cheesy. There will be people that say that this is hippie-ish. I believe that hypnosis has gotten a bad rap uh, from, you know, just some people taking advantage of it as far as selling it, so to speak, to others. And it's bothersome to to someone like me because I do know these things work. There is a, a little bit of a pushback from people that, like I said, this is hippie-ish. This is not, you know, whatever. But when you really kind of like take this t- outside of even pregnancy, when you start focusing on positive affirmations, when you start focusing on positive thoughts, there is something so powerful that happens within you. And why wouldn't we want to do that when we are growing a human being? Oh, I am right there with you. I just, I don't know. I mean, we even have, affirmations are incredible. We have a free track that is affirmations for kids that is just 16 minutes of them talking to themselves about positive things about themselves. And it has made a huge impact on children everywhere. If they can just listen to that every day while they're playing and, you know, keep saying these things to themselves about how smart they are, about how positive they are, about how, you know, uh, you know, the things that they enjoy, that they enjoy even you know, picking up their toys and working with their siblings well and just all kind of things. It just makes a huge difference. So if it can work for little children, it can certainly work for adult people who are planning for and going through childbirth. I just wish more people really did know about therapeutic hypnosis because as you said, it's gotten a bad bad rap. And one of the reasons why is because, well, I have friends who are stage hypnotists and they're, I enjoy their shows and it's fun and everything, but everybody has to realize that when you see a stage hypnosis show, the skill with the hypnotist is hypnotizing people, but it's, it's more choosing people who are more suggestive and want to play along and have fun in an act on stage. So once they get up there, they're, they're up there. And they're going to play along and they're going to act like a chicken and they're going to sing like Elvis and things like that. However, true therapeutic hypnosis is completely different. It is uh, hypnosis in the first place is a deeply focused concentration. It's important to know that we're all in hypnosis many times a day. And that would be when we're going to sleep, when we're waking up, anytime that we are reading, watching a screen of any kind, um, we're in hypnosis. Um, when we're driving, I'm sure everybody has had that experience where you're driving and you're thinking about something very intently and your subconscious drives you to wherever you are. So you say to yourself when you get there, holy cow, what happened to the last five minutes? Yes. I don't even remember it. <laughs> Around I get here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that and anyone who has tried to get the attention of a person who is either deeply engrossed in a book or a video game. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And you can't. 
because they are so focused on what they are doing that you have to call their name several times. And that is hypnosis. So we all experience this a lot, but when we use it on purpose for therapeutic hypnosis, it is just a matter of basically relaxing the body so that the mind can relax. So that's usually the first thing. And that's wonderful. How many of us get the opportunity to, to relax each part of the body, starting with the head and moving down through the face and neck, shoulders and body, and all the way down to the toes and becoming physically and deeply relaxed? And then after that, the mind becomes relaxed. And after the mind is relaxed, we can access that part of the subconscious or we can get it what, give it what we call suggestions, hypnotic suggestions, which are basically messages in a form that it can accept more easily because it's kind of like a very literal small child in there. And so we speak to it in certain ways with a certain hypnotic cadence, which sounds like this, deeper and deeper, more and more relaxed with every breath you exhale. Because again, it's very literal and it's very suggestible in there. And so we speak to it in certain ways and we basically retrain. So we're taking just a little bit out of the vault, um, not completely out, but we're moving it to the side and putting in new belief systems in our case about pregnancy, about childbirth, about having a new baby. All of those things are very positive. And when we do that on a daily basis, and it could be for anything, it could be for stop smoking, it could be for weight loss, it could be for phobias, but we do it on a daily basis that keeps the subconscious mind primed. And that is important. So some people will think, well, I'll just listen to my whatever track. Um, it might be a track like we have one that's all about uh, focus and concentration, because there are people who have difficulty just focusing on one thing. Their minds are all over the place. So they think, well, I'll just listen to this track once in a while. That's not the way it works. You listen on a daily basis because your subconscious mind is kind of lazy and it wants to go back to its original belief system and pull in that little belief system thing that you put to the side and have that again because it's been in there so long. So we're at the retraining, we're basically doing it every single day. And that's what we do in hypno babies as well. Our moms listen to their hypnosis tracks every single day. Then they also listen to their affirmations so that they are changing and retraining from the inside out and the outside in. Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about that, like there's no way you're just going into your delivery room and starting hypnosis. <laughs> you have to prepare yourself for that. And that is all about training your mind. Um, I am so glad you addressed the difference between stage hypnosis and real like work hypnosis. I don't even know if that's like the right words to say, but um, it is important for people to know that hypnosis can work for you. So with hypno babies, if a woman is listening right now that wants to learn more, how does this work? What do they do? What should they consider? 
Can you give me all the details? Sure. In hypno babies, um, this is a this is a very deep and more intense form of hypnobirthing than what people mostly see out there, um, because we have a lot of written materials, and that's the childbirth education. But it is also the part where we teach you what hypnosis is, why you're doing hypnosis, how it works with pregnancy and childbirth, and what each track is for and why you're listening to it. So there's a lot to it in hypnobabies that is reading. So I would say about, you know, 15 minutes a day of reading. The tracks themselves, uh, you listen to one main hypnosis track a day. That is roughly, I want to say, each track is different, a different length. However, uh, most tracks are, I would say, the average of 35 minutes. So you have to get into a fully supported position so that you can deeply relax your body first. Again, this is not a thing that you will be doing as you're walking around, jogging, playing with the kids, cooking dinner. These deep hypnosis tracks are deep. Uh, they use a form of, of hypnosis called somnambulism. So it takes you down several levels of hypnosis to a theta state where your brain waves are slowed significantly down. So you're not going to be able to respond to things the way you normally would if you were listening to these, you know, in another state other than completely relaxed and fully supported eyes closed. So that would be in a chair, that would be laying on a bed or a couch um, on your side, because we always want to be safe when we're pregnant. And then listening to the main hypnosis track once a day. We do suggest that if you are crunched for time, that you listen to that as you are falling asleep, because um, it's called sleep training, and your inner mind will be completely open to the suggestions. It will already be in a state of hypnosis as you're falling asleep. So it's a really great time uh, to, to listen to that. The second thing is that there is a, a smaller track, a shorter track, I should say, that's about 10 to 13 minutes where you practice one specific cue called the finger drop technique. So you listen to that before you get out of bed in the morning or just after you've had lunch or something like that, but it also is a deep hypnosis track. So you're going to need 15 minutes to just basically do what feels like a power nap, um, which is wonderful. And then we hope they will listen to their affirmations track, uh, which at any time daily. So that can be listened to when you are up and around, when you are playing with the kids, when you are cooking dinner, when you are driving, because there's no hypnosis on it. It's basically a lot of affirmations that keep you in a positive state of mind. And not only does that work very well with the hypnosis that you're doing from the inside out, but it helps to counteract all the negative messages that you're getting from the outside in. And I don't mean to rag on anybody, but there are plenty of people who feel like they need to come up to a pregnant person, put their hands on their tummy and tell them mm. how horrible their own birthing was. Right. This could be a friend, a coworker, their mother, their sister, their aunt, or somebody at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
we teach them another cue uh, to use as well that's just separate that they can use anytime called the bubble of peace. And that means that uh, they can counteract whatever's coming at them <laughs> um, on a mental level and basically just keep it out. And that's very helpful. So on that note, I would like to make the suggestion to anyone who is listening to please not do that. We completely 100% at HypnoBabies, having read, seen, and heard thousands and thousands and thousands of birth stories over the years, we understand that everyone wants to tell their birth story. And if you've had a traumatic birth or a difficult birth, I completely get that because my first birth traumatized me. However, there are places to do it where it's wonderful, maybe in a group situation where everyone is talking about their birthing that they had. It is not appropriate or helpful and indeed the opposite to walk up to a pregnant person and tell that story anytime during their pregnancy, but especially at the end when say everybody has gathered for a shower, a baby shower, mm -hmm. that is literally the worst time that people can unload their birth stories on the pregnant person. That pregnant person really needs to focus on what their plans are. And so we teach our moms in hypno babies, our students, that if somebody walks up to them, you know, and starts that they can use their bubble of peace, but they can also say, Hey, let's change the subject because it's not helpful for me to hear that right now. But what I would love to hear is what was the most beautiful thing you can remember from your birthing? and turn it around so that that person gets the chance to tell about the joy because there most certainly must have been joy when that baby was held for the first time or they named the baby or they were at home before the in intense part of the birthing came and they were just in their own home just loving life you know and excited about the baby's birth and when they get a chance to tell about that joy and the best things that happen, a change takes place in them as well. Mm -hmm. yes. And so that's what I would suggest. Before we finish up this week's episode, I want to talk about Blondin Real Estate one more time, one of the sponsors of the podcast. And I would encourage you to head to BlondinRealEstate.com. It's B-L-O-N-D-I-N, BlondinRealEstate.com. And sign up for this really cool feature that they have. You can learn about property before it goes on the market to the general public. So that really is kind of how people are buying and selling their homes nowadays. And it's a really cool feature that Blondin Real Estate offers you. So you'll get a weekly email when you sign up at BlondinRealEstate.com. And again, you will learn about these listings before they hit the market. And whether or not you're interested in buying or selling, it's always a, a good idea to have something in the back of your mind, like a little plan B, just in case. Again, it's Blondin Real Estate. All right, let's finish up this week's conversation. All right, Carrie, as we wrap up, how can people find you? Where should they go? All of that good stuff. Well, if they want information about HypnoBabies, we're at hypnobabies.com. 
We are also on Facebook and Instagram, Hypno Babies, and Twitter and Pinterest. <laughs> all um, the things. All the things. <laughs> um, we have a store at hypnobabies-store.com. And um, we just love it. We have other tracks, too, as well, to help with breastfeeding and nausea and sleep during pregnancy and all kind of stuff. So people can peruse around. But our main focus at Hypno Babies is helping everybody have a better birthing, have a better pregnancy, birthing, postpartum, and of course, starting out as a new parent. So anything that we can do to help, just email us at info at hypnobabies.com and we'll be happy to do that. And I will have all of this on the show notes as well at jilldevine.com. Thank you, Carrie, for taking something that was traumatic and turning it into something that can be of help to other women and the individuals in these women's lives because it's not easy at all. And so I always like to joke around when I say anytime you can get more tools to add to your toolbox, do it. And this is one of those things. So thank you again, Carrie. You're welcome. Our goal is for everybody to have the best birth that they can have. So I appreciate you allowing me to come on and talk about that. And as we wrap up this week's conversation, a reminder about Evoke Creative, one of the sponsors of the podcast. I was talking to you earlier about Evoke Creative, and you can learn more at evokecco.com. So if you're looking for a logo, if you are looking for a new website design, if you're looking for just even a, a refresh or somebody to look over the different things that you have going for your small business, the ladies at Evoke Creative can do that and they do it so amazing and you will find that once you start working working with them you're going to be like yes these are my gals <laughs> they are so supportive they want you to succeed they want you to win and they're here for you evokecco.com for more information and make sure you tell them that i sent you just because they like to know where their clients come from and speaking of websites, if you go to jilldevine.com, they designed that, but you will also find everything that you need to about two kids and a career, email address for me, social media handles, all that good stuff. And I would like to thank you for your support of this podcast, Two Kids and a Career. <laughs>